Greetings, everybody. This is me, Laura. I represented Estonia in 2017, and you are watching Destination Eurovision Memories. You wanna play, play, play like a better board game. Don't see it now, don't feel it now. So you should pray, pray, pray. It's the only good thing that you can do it now. You should do it now. Hello, I'm Sebastian. Pavel. And you are watching Destination Eurovision Memories episode number seven. And today with us, one and only lovely Laura, who was representing Estonia with Coit in 2017. Hello. <laughs> Greetings, everybody. Great to have you today with us. So let's go through memory lane. Let's talk about Eurovision 2017. And we will start with watching your performance. So Verona, Kiev stage. Okay, so let's go with few questions. Pavel? And the first question is, you got on the stage, all the lights went out, and your three minutes at Eurovision started. Do you remember what you had in your mind at that moment? Oh yeah, I do remember that because uh, one of my, uh, I think it's one of my greatest assets, and on the other side, my um, one of my negative sides is it's very difficult for me to remember lyrics as I do a lot of pre-improvisation so it's kind of like during that kind of music you can invent lyrics on the spot but I was all, always kind of like repeating myself the first lyrics so I wouldn't mess it up because uh, I mean of course it wouldn't been wouldn't have been so bad but at the same time you know everybody knows the lyrics and you're like god damn it Laura you don't know them <laughs> so this was the thing that was like all all in my head at that point when I reached you know when I said the first lyrics and I was like okay good now we can go <laughs> okay so what you like the most from this performance is there anything you will change if you can oh I'm I mean, I think I would, what I would change is uh, I, I saw all the angles uh, the cameras were taking because there were tons of cameras and from every angle. So I know that the the script could have been even better and there were some 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 stuff that they you couldn't see uh, when you were watching the TV. There was some stuff on the floor. Uh, our faces and all the lights and etc. So I would change that and of course every time when I perform I would like to do it vocally better and better and better but I've learned through the times that it, I mean, it is what it is. So maybe these two things. Please us how many points from 1 to 10 would you give yourself and the whole team for this presentation? I would give 10 points because everybody gave their best because I mean, you know, you can, you know, you can keep changing stuff forever. It's in the human nature because we want to get better and you know, in the next years you're going to have new ideas. You would be like, oh, Verona could have been something else. You know, at the beginning actually they thought that when we brought it on stage, I had like a big dress and it was kind of this, you know, handsome guy. But at first, uh, some of the guys had the idea that I could be like, um, I don't know, like motorcycles chick. So very like a rough one and Goit as well. But maybe we could have done that. But I think for me, it doesn't go together with Verona. But I don't know, everyone has their different perception of what Verona is. 
Wow, it's a very interesting story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we will go with the next setup of questions from your fans, but also from other members of our editorial team. So, okay, let's move on. What's the most funny story from them all, from what you experience in Eurovision? Well, the, the funniest story. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's good to make fun of the other people, you know, but I, I should think of a story that's, that's about myself. Um, damn, I remember all the stories about Koit. <laughs> But, uh, well, I remember the first time that I, I was warming up my voice for before going on stage. That was before going to Kiev. And so I was doing my warm-up and Goit was walking by. And so I did the sound. The, ah! Goit was like, what's that? This is nothing like a human could do. So ever after that, he was making fun of me for, for doing that. What was the most emotional? moment uh, most emotional um yeah story for you during your entire eurovision adventure i think the the most emotional maybe was uh, you know before we um ended up winning the Esti laur um due, during that time i had two viruses so i was taking antibiotics and uh, this has never happened to me before that i was really like losing my my voice it's just like if you put a lot of pressure to the vocal cords, you could, you know, get something out of there. But I was, you know, it was just two days before the STLL finals and I was like, nothing coming out. And, you know, I was facing the decision, you know, should I go on stage or should, should I not go on stage? And, and if we would have taken that decision, we would have been disqualified. But I didn't want that. So I... Took, took all the energy I had inside myself and just I was like I'll just I'll just go on stage and let's see what happens and I think that's that's the good thing about uh, being a performer and uh, you know uh, the adrenaline rush it uh, kind of pulls the voice out of there and your heart pumps all the all the good energy so I did it and I was I was really proud I was like yeah that was already kind of like you know already like winning. Okay, so how about your favorite rehearsal in Kiev? We are speaking about what Estonia does there in the stage and why. I, I remember that we were um, we were working a lot with the uh, steady camps that were running on the stage, and you know the different ha angles. So I would be um, going past Goit, so the cameras couldn't see him and etc. So there was this. I think it was the first rehearsal, and they had changed some of the camera positions. And I know that, you know, Koit has performed like forever on stage, but um, it was so funny to see that when they had changed the camera positions and he found out about it, he got crazy. It was like walking around like, I don't know where to go. I, I, what? What? So it was, I was like, Koit, come down, you know, chill out. It's, you know, it's, it just changed two positions. So, but it was funny to see that. Uh, maybe in that bustle and everybody around he kind of like exploded so I was just there sitting in the corner I was like okay does he need some tranquilizers or something or <laughs> sorry for that point <laughs> and during whole Eurovision journey you certainly gave hundreds of interviews do you remember one interview or maybe one question that was some way somehow very special for you 
Oh, very special. Well, I think uh, the question, uh, what is Verona and what, uh, what does the song talk about? It was a special question because everybody asked it and we were asked it a million, a million times and every time the story was different. So it was quite special. We were, I was like, ooh. So I had an idea and Koit had an idea. And so like the story was evolving in time and, and it, it's, you know, kind of like became into a book with all the different perspectives and angles so but I, I can't remember anything right now from the top of my head that was really like special maybe it's always like when you ask the question in 10 minutes after the interview I'll be like oh I remember all right so how about your memories from the Eurovision red carpet in Kiev I remember I was wearing the red dress uh, by an Estonian uh, designer Kristina Virpalo and um, I was wearing that also at the Estonian Music Awards uh, in the beginning of the same year. I was sitting uh, on a moon and I was hanging from the top of the, uh, uh, the biggest uh, Estonian concert hall. And um, I remember that uh, the girl from Iceland, I can't remember her name. She also had a lot of really nice dresses. So I was kind of uh, checking out her style and we were sharing our style tips so this this is what i remember the most and the snacks were really good <laughs> hey, we all know very well that eurovision is a huge event a huge television show watched by millions of people around the world and that's why all the elements must be matched everything must be perfect and what were your first impressions your first thoughts when you came to kiev I came to arena, saw the scene, saw the backstage. How does all this look uh, from the artist's perspective, from your perspective? How did you feel at that time? Uh, I, I felt really amazing and I, I could see that uh, Ukraine had developed a lot during the times because I was there representing Estonia in 2005. So I could see, I could really tell the difference. The, the arena they had in 2005 was uh, a bit of like a smaller arena, like a sports arena. And it was more um, something similar to Soviet times that we have here, also these buildings in Estonia and Tallinn. But um, the scene was amazing and to see, to hear the crowd and, and yeah, the backstage. Um, I, there was a funny story that I always have this um, thing that before going on stage, I have to go to the bathroom. I, I don't have to, I don't have to pee, but I just I just need to go there just to relax and do some vocal exercises to see that I I really am able to sing and I haven't lost my voice. So, but in in the backstage, um, you had these lines created and you couldn't go out of them when you went to, went to the stage. So it was because of the security. And so I had like a personal uh, uh, right to go to the bathroom before going on stage. No one else could go, but I could go. I said that I really need to do it. I, this is like my thing. So I remember always having that privilege going to the bathroom before entering the stage area. So please tell me, when you are coming back to 2017 as a whole year of the Eurovision Song Contest, do you remember what's your favorite songs and performances from the other participants? Whoa, 
I, I might be mixing up something because there have been many years uh, in between. But let me, I really like the the song from Iceland. I really did. I can't I can't sing it right now. But if if you let me hear it, I would I would be able to sing it. Uh, was it in which year was the guy with the huge ponytail? From yours, Montenegro. Was it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I just liked the act. I was like, after that, I had a photo shoot where I let they made me also like a huge uh, ponytail. So I I got some style tips from him. Slavko power. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> and it seems that. Eurovision is also a good opportunity to meet new people, uh, new artists, uh, other artists from different uh, countries. Were there participants or delegation members with whom you made good contact, who maybe became your super buddies? Uh, I might say that uh, I met a lot of people there, but I think the most of the contacts have uh, come to me later on through the years. A lot of people will write to me that they want to collaborate on songwriting or, or lyric writing. So I think that the most of the contacts have come afterwards. And um, well, I was, I was in Finland this year uh, uh, voting for their Eurovision uh, song and uh, like representing Estonia at their their voting and uh, it was a great great thing to do and I think that the contact came also through through Kiev and well well their possibilities to make the stage show so much bigger it's it was such a good thing to see so go Finns <laughs> as you said before you are representing Estonia two times so what Eurovision journeys gave you? What's the biggest advantages and disadvantages of this whole time spent at Eurovision Song Contest as an artist, as a representative? Mm. Well, I, I, I would say that, to be like really honest, it's, uh, it's the best advantages to meet new people and uh, socialize and the opportunity to represent your country. I think it's something bigger than an artist can ever be. But like, like collaboration wise, I think Eurovision is, it's like a great um, gathering of people. It's not about, you know, getting a record deal or, you know, going to um, play now in Poland or in Germany or in Finland, because the, like the, the cultures are so different in Europe and this is what we really need to uh, be happy about because uh, every country has their own pop music. Uh, like when you compare it to the States, if you release a single in Ohio, that's probably going to work also in New York and etc. But if you can, you know, compare the countries, then the Polish pop music is totally different from German, etc. So I think it's not the main thing is not about getting like a record deal, but just socializing and and getting to know different cultures. It's 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 really so much fun. It can be a bit difficult. Is there any secret from your time at Eurovision uh, that you never told anyone in public? It could be anything. Wow, you want to hear my secrets? Only one. <laughs> not maybe not. Only all. one. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, what I didn't tell anyone. The, like, the first thing that comes to my head is that during that time, I um, learned to um, eat a lot of mustard 
because uh, my grandfather, he's, um, he's a mustard fan. And actually, when I introduced my grandma and grandpa sushi, so, and with sushi comes uh, wasabi. And so my grandfather, he wasn't interested in uh, sushi. He was just eating the wasabi with a spoon. So I also have this kind of a weird thing that I eat uh, dark bread with mustard or wasabi, just a lot of it on top of it. So this was one of the food kind of like foodgasms that I experienced also in, in Kiev. Everybody was like, okay, our are you okay? <laughs> I was like, yes, this is the best dinner I've ever had. Mustard and dark bread. Okay, this is the real secret, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be very, very frankly about it. Okay, this is typically the last question, but please, if you don't mind, I will add one more. Mm. Okay, sure. Earlier on, when you were in Kiev, you were part of the girl group, Sun Tribe. So if yeah. you were taking this into consideration, What's the biggest mm, changes from your perspective about this performance from 2005 and this from 2017? What's the biggest thing which you think from the experience, from the point of view, make this both stand out? Well, I would say that in, in 2005, I actually took part uh, in the AST Loud, or at that time was, was the Estonian Eurovision song. I took part with two songs. And the second one was my solo song, Moonwalk. And I, I, I kind of would have wanted to win with Moonwalk, but it went as it went. And maybe it was good that I was 15 and, and on stage with four other girls who were supporting me. And, but I mean, I mean, Sun Tribe and that song was, it was just about having fun. It wasn't so much about how you're going to do vocally. I mean, it's just half of the time had to scream, let's get loud. So, <laughs> and be like hyper energetic all the time. So, but that was a good experience for me because at that time I was used to singing ballads and jazzy stuff on stage and just to get this craziness out of me. But with Verona, I think it was a step forward vocally and as a, you know, creating a stage drama. So I, I, I'm kind of feeling that, I don't know my future, you know, I, I, I'm not a fortune teller, but I'm, I'm kind of like hoping that uh, the next time I would be on stage um, alone, without Goit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love him, I love him, but you know. <laughs> this is so lovely, how you, how you cooperate in duets. It's absolutely amazing. And unfortunately, this time is the last question. So ladies and gentlemen, we are so pleasure to have a chance to chat with Laura. Once again, thank you so much for this opportunity. It was really amazing. Thank you as well. It was so much fun. So getting, going down or, you know, walking at the memory lane. So it's, it's such a good thing to remember all the good stuff that you have been doing. And thank you for the good questions, guys. You are so welcome. And we are hope that you like this interview as much as Laura did. And you will leave subscribe button and like, thumbs up under the video and be on touch with us in the very soon future with next memories episodes. Thank you so much and bye bye. You wanna play, play, play.